Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Angel Energy Podcast. It is another solo episode with me, your host, Taylor Begley, and we are going to go over some of my productivity hacks. I find myself to be a pretty productive person, I've come to learn over the course of my life, and it's something that I've really worked on and taken a lot of pride in. I think it's something that a lot of my peers and people close to me would say that I am good at. So I'm going to share with you today some of the tips that allow me to succeed in the area of productivity and have the most productive life possible, get the most out of my days, my weeks, my years. So here we go. My first tip is to utilize Google Calendar. And before you tell me that I am crazy, listen. You know exactly how it goes. You wake up a little later than you thought. You have all these things that you wanted to get done and all of a sudden it's four o'clock and you've gotten nothing done. All you did was scroll on your phone or watch Netflix or I don't know, just waste time taking way longer than you have to to complete one task. I've been there. We've all been there. Enter Google Calendar. This is something that I took from Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential podcast. She always talked about using Google Calendar to break down her day. And I remember her saying she literally schedules time to answer emails, to read her text messages and all of that. I don't go to that extent, but I do color code the main things that I need to get done. I leave some gaps in certain areas. It's definitely a feel thing. You have to try it out, do some trial and error, because when I first started doing it, I could not keep up. I was still on the first task, and I was supposed to be on the third task because I just wasn't budgeting the adequate amount of time for how long it was going to take to do each thing. And not only how long it was going to take to do each thing, but if you're in hour one where you're supposed to be Um, working on a project, a certain project, but you get a million text messages or you have emails that you have to put out fires, that's going to delay you from doing that first thing. So always budget more time because things will come up and things usually take actually longer than you think in your head. And if you budget too much time, then you'll just have a little free time until the next thing that comes up on your calendar to do that day. It might seem a little crazy, and I definitely schedule breaks in there. Like, I'll give myself a little bit longer for lunch where I can kind of chill because it's important to not feel like you're just working yourself like crazy 24-7 all day long. Um, You need those, like, mental breaks here and there in order to be as productive as possible. And I find this to be extremely helpful because it gives me a time limit of when it's time to shift to the next thing it gives me a schedule to follow, especially on days when I am working from home or have kind of my own schedule of things that I need to get done and I have to be accountable to myself. The calendar and the timeline that I set keeps me accountable to what I want to get done and it's budgeted so that I can get it done in a day. Creating this calendar also helps with realizing when you're expecting too much from yourself, meaning you want to get five things done and then when you start to budget out the time for those five things, you realize you're going to need more than one day to get those things done. So it helps you kind of visualize 
your day and what's possible and achievable and realistic compared to what is just way too much. And then it avoids you getting to the end of the day and feeling like you didn't accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish. You have realistic goals for that day. And this segues nicely into my next point, which is pick three must-get-dones for each day. So instead of overloading your list with 10 things that you have to get done, pick those three must-get-dones and then build your day around those three things. And then you can have your to-do list of the other things that once you get those three must-get-dones done, you can move on to, but at least you know you are productive in the way that you got three highly important things done in a given day. Now, I bet you're wondering if you have four hours set aside to do a certain project or to get work done, and you feel like, how am I going to focus for four hours? How can I maximize those four hours and be productive? Here's a method. I think it's called the Pomodoro method, and I've been using this since college because I had a very hard time thinking about studying for hours on end for an exam and being able to focus that entire time and actually get work done because I found myself being really productive in, say, the first hour, and then I would find reasons to distract myself every five minutes after that, Um, so I wasn't really maximizing my time. Now, the Pomodoro method is working for 25 minutes and then taking five minutes of a break. So you set a timer for 25 minutes, you really focus, really hone in on getting work done for those 25 minutes, and then you take five minutes of rest, whether that's scrolling on your phone, answering text messages, whether that's literally just sitting in silence in peace, whatever it is that will recharge you for another 25 minutes of focused work. Committing to just 25 minutes is a whole lot less daunting than committing to four straight hours of work. My next key to productivity is to have a rock-solid morning routine. The way you set up your morning is going to set you up for success throughout your entire day. Now, I know every day can be different depending on what you're doing. You might have more time one day, less time another day. I would say make a rock solid routine, but be adaptable where if, say, journaling is part of your routine, on the days where you have more time, you can journal for 20 minutes. On the days that you don't have a lot of time, take five minutes and write down, you know, some gratefuls or so, some intentions for the day, something to still incorporate that into your routine and get you in the right mind frame to attack your day. I can do a whole episode on how to build your perfect morning routine. Maybe I will do that. Um, But it's what's best for you individually. And again, this can take trial and error to figure out what in your morning routine makes you feel the best. One thing I think universally makes people not feel their best is scrolling on your phone the minute you wake up in the morning. So try to avoid that as much as possible. My morning routine includes on an ideal day, meditation, some journaling, all of that prior to touching my phone other than to shut off my alarm. So I will do a lengthier episode going into building a morning routine, but just know a rock solid morning routine that does not involve scrolling on your phone the minute you wake up and open your eyes is a good place to start. 
My next tip is to give yourself mini deadlines when it comes to completing a project. So rather than looking at the whole project, break it down into parts and give yourself deadlines of when you want to get each part done. My example for this is going to be working as a sports or news reporter, both of which I've done in the past, where I would have to do a, we call it a package, but a news story for TV, for the website, multimedia elements all in one day. I would have to set up interviews, do the interviews, write the scripts, edit the video, send it in, write the web story, all of these different elements and tease the story on social media, so many different pieces. And I found that if I gave myself deadlines for each part of the project, I would get it done and be the most productive without stressing myself out. Now, it's a little bit different in the, the news world because sometimes the news changes and you have to adjust on the fly. But if I was doing a story that I started in the beginning of the day and say it had to be on air at 6 p.m., I would give myself, say, until 3 o'clock to set up and do all of my interviews. And then by 3, I would want to be writing my scripts. And then I would have to send my scripts back to be approved. And then after that, I would start editing my video. So I would have a goal of when I needed to start editing my video to give myself the allotted amount of time that I knew it would take me to feel good about it. Again, Sometimes you have to adjust this if, you know, things change last minute or if you get held up somewhere and you have to work a little bit quicker. But under ideal circumstances, figure out what those deadlines for yourself are to help you get your work done, not only in the quickest way, but the most efficient way and to produce the best product. My next tip is to try to maximize your downtime. So if you find yourself in the middle of the day waiting for something else, whether that be a meeting or waiting to get something back from someone to move forward with the project that you need to work on, some external factor that's causing you to have a lull in your work day, try to maximize that time with things that you need to get done but maybe aren't a super priority. So whether that's like organizing your email, um, organizing your calendar, getting yourself set up for the next day, something that will help you in the long run but isn't super urgent but will maximize your entire day rather than having you sit and be unproductive. If there's nothing you can do, then just use that period of rest. Um, But I like to have usually a list of like little things that would be nice to get done but aren't super important that I can get done during those downtimes. If you can't tell, I love a list and a calendar. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about the bigger things. So for this example, I'll talk about when I wanted to start this podcast. Um, For bigger things, it can seem very daunting to Think about all the things that you have to get done in order to complete this one thing. So for me, starting a podcast, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, getting a microphone, making sure I had the right technology, picking a name, doing the cover art, making sure I had enough ideas to start a couple episodes and that I could think of more than one topic under the umbrella of what I wanted the podcast to be about so that it could be a sustained thing. So with the bigger things, what I like to do is break it down again into 
smaller things. So one day could be, let's brainstorm on some names. Let's think of some topic ideas. Let's do the cover art. And making these smaller tasks under this big umbrella of wanting to start a podcast is really helpful because you feel like you're moving the needle towards your goal without needing to have the complete project from start to finish on the first day. Being able to check the small things off your list will help you feel accomplished and keep you moving forward toward that ultimate goal. I always liked to write in my journal, how did I move the needle today? So it allowed me to reflect and be a little proud of myself for the steps that I was taking toward my bigger goals. Another way that you can hold yourself accountable is to have regular check-ins with yourself. So I like to set goals each month. Not too many, but enough that I feel like it's attainable for that month. Um, I like to journal my wins. So like I just said, checking in each day and saying, how did I move the needle today toward some of my ultimate goals, especially that particular month. Um, And then at the end of the month, I like to assess these goals. Did I meet them? What did I meet? Did I not meet them? And if I didn't meet them, was it under my control or not? Because sometimes your goals can rely on other people, whether that's getting a certain job or something like that. And in those cases, you have to evaluate if you put in the effort as best as you could moving toward them, not necessarily judging the result. Um, But if there were things that were under your control that you didn't accomplish because you just didn't try or didn't put the effort there, um, or if you put the effort but it just was unsuccessful, try to figure out why it was unsuccessful. Um, And then if it's something that you just didn't pursue, figure out why that was. Was it out of fear? Was it out of a realization that maybe you didn't want that thing after all? And then if you were unsuccessful, try to figure out ways that you can adjust your plan um, and maybe try a different way. Okay, my final point of this episode is on procrastination because we all do it. I was the procrastination queen in high school. I used to like wake up early the morning a paper was due and finish it that morning because I just couldn't get it done leading up. Um... So one of the things that I recently came across was a podcast by Mel Robbins, and it was about procrastination, and I'm going to bring up part of the topic of what she talked about. Um, I can't take credit for this, but if you're procrastinating, ask yourself, what are you avoiding? A lot of times procrastination is deeper than just not wanting to do the thing that you have to get done. So work your way through that. Find out why it feels so daunting. Sometimes to do the simplest things. Why are you avoiding this thing? And work your way through that so you can get to a place where you can be productive and just buckle down and get that thing done. Because once you do, you will feel so accomplished. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Angel Energy. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram. We have a TikTok and follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Um, New episodes come out usually on Thursday, so stay tuned.